We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. This is the best of investing on 860 AM, The Answer. The show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my uh, guests, who I'm going to introduce in just a minute here. Our co-hosts, Mark Homp and Nam Phan, are not on the show today. But our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. That certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tanbella Tanning Salon, with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. And today's trivia theme is... Jaws trivia. If you guys remember the uh, movie Jaws, uh, or the, uh, I guess it, we'll do uh, any one of the Jaws movies because I think I have more than just the original one. All right. And today, <laughs> today's special guests are Jay Tannenbaum and Seti Gershberg. And uh, welcome, guys, to uh, the best of investing. How are you? Hey, Edward. How are you doing? Great. Excellent. Great. Excellent. All right. So now, Tell me why I've got you on the show. What do, what do you guys do? Because I know it's good, you and I, we've been talking about this for a while, and it's kind of exciting, and I wanted the audience to kind of hear what you guys do, and there's opportunities for potentially uh, the audience to uh, invest in potential. So tell, tell us what you guys do. Well, let me, let me start it this way. So um, Jay and I have been um, attending a very interesting group called the Family Office Club, um, so we can learn how to market to family offices. And they had us go through an exercise. So I'll, I'll repeat from the exercise. So something about us. So uh, we have closed over 450 transactions wow. in 33 states valued at over $30 million um, in value. These are all real estate assets, single family assets, at an average 52% discount of value. Wow. And then what we do is we take these non-performing loans and we process them through a system. And the system includes us either getting paid off, so our debt gets paid off to us, or we wind up taking possession of the house and then we own it and we can do whatever we want with it. Okay. And, and I got to think that if you're buying these at a discount, then if you get paid off at the auction, that's going to be a nice little profit for you in a short period of time. Well, it can be. So it really depends on what we call the legal balance. Okay. So the legal balance of the loan includes whatever uh, amount of principal has not been paid. That's the unpaid principal balance. And when you add to that are all the arrearages. All the arrearages are your penalties, interest payments, missed payments, et cetera. Okay. And then you add to that, on top of that, what they call corporate advances. So these are legal expenses, 
insurance, um, anything related to the foreclosure. Real estate tax. Also get piled on. Yeah. yeah. So you add all that and that gets you the legal balance. So if, if you bought an asset for $100,000 and your legal balance was $200,000, you could get paid off up to the $200,000. Okay. Right? Um, if the legal balance was $120,000, you'd get paid off up to the $120,000. So it really depends on what the value of the home is to whoever wants to buy it. So if there's a huge spread there, then we know we're going to get paid off with a, with a low value yeah. uh, legal balance, right? So, sure. so if we, if we um, have a legal balance of 200000 and the house is worth a million, we know at the auction someone's going to pay us off, right? So that would be a $100,000 payday for us. On the $120,000 legal balance, that would be a $20,000 payoff to us. Okay. And because and you said you're buying these at around 50% of what, the legal balance? Be 50% of the uh, perceived uh, lower of the legal balance or what we consider the after repair value. So if we wind up taking the property back, we want to make sure if we flip it, we can make some money. So it's going to be 50% of the lower of those two. Okay. And you guys, uh, you said you did, you've done 33 states. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's amazing. So how yeah, do you... So let, let, let me, let me yeah, tell you a story about the 33 states, just, just yeah. to kind of get an idea of, like you lose track after, after a while. So I'm in <laughs> Hawaii in October with my daughters and we start playing a game, you know, like you name a vegetable, you know, from A to Z. So we st- so then they start singing a song and how they learned the, the 50 states from some song. So they started singing the song. I asked them to sing it slowly. And every time they came up with a state, I said, yes or no. We came up with 33 states <laughs> that I've invested in. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Are, are there any states that you like, uh, any states you don't like specifically? Well, I love Connecticut right now. Um, and we're <laughs> right now. In Connecticut, and we're doing great there. And the reason is, you know, it's, it's very close to New York, and a lot of people from New York are still moving out, and Connecticut's a small state, so it's very desirable. There's very little for sale, and the prices keep driving up. So as long as you're, you know, um, getting assets in areas that are close to New York and are, um, you know, decent for future commutes, and uh it's a great state jay i'll talk i'll let you talk about the ones we don't like so what we don't like is really predicated on the you know from from the legal standpoint the foreclosure laws you know the foreclosure uh laws and procedures aren't uh lender friendly uh new york takes forever new jersey takes forever um, we've got a love-hate relationship with Illinois. We do really well monetarily there, but the bureaucracy and the time delays into some of the the, 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 proceed, the process they make you go through, you're like, you really got to kick your head and go, why am I doing this? But we do get, we do really well there. Um, other than that, I mean, those are really the kind of the, the icky states. Um, and then, you know, certain states are slower than others. And, you know, Hawaii, we've done well there as well, but, you know, they don't move it. They move at a turtle's pace. Yeah. Um, we're still waiting to get paid off by the auction in June. Um, you know, we're still waiting to get paid off on that um, because the court procedure are, is what it is. Um, yeah. But really, as Seti mentioned, it's, it's somewhat mostly predominant about opportunistic. Like we like Connecticut now because we're seeing deals there, deals that make sense. The pricing that we're getting these assets for still makes sense. We've got a strong team in, in Connecticut. We've got a strong team in Pittsburgh when we see stuff in, in, in there. So it's really a question of what, you know, what's available to what's coming to us. We really, you know, we have relationships with sellers that bring us deals on a regular basis, but we don't 
typically always get to say, we want to see what you have in this state or this city. You don't really get to do that, but you got to be, so you become experts in a lot of different markets very quickly, which is easy to do. Gotcha. Hey, hey Jay, hold, hold, on a second, hold on a second, because I've got to, we got to cut to a hard break here. Uh, we're going to come back, because I also, I know about Hawaii from many years ago, having kind of a strange issue with uh, the foreclosure laws there. All right, here's our first trivia question. Again, the theme is the movie Jaws, or Jaws 2 or 3 or whatever. <laughs> There's a few sequels. And if you guys know the answer, don't say anything until we come back from break. But here's the question. What does Police Chief Martin Brody use to kill the shark at the end of Jaws? All right, that's our trivia question. Call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer is going to win that trivia. Win the, jeez, um, uh, I've lost my train of thought here. You're going to win the tanning certificate. All right, stay with us. We're listening to The Best of Investing. We'll be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The Best of Investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM. The Answer. Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Edward Brown here along with my special guests, Jay Tanbaum and Seti Gershberg. Uh, first trivia question, guys, see if you know this. In the movie Jaws, what does police chief Martin Brody use to kill the shark at the end of Jaws? I'm supposed to, supposed to answer. Shotgun, right? I, and what did he shoot? Shotgun. Yeah, but what did he? But he he shot uh, the scuba tank. Oh, and then it exploded. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, remember that. Yeah. All right, all right. So, uh, one of the guys, why don't you continue on with your with your story? Story. So there's uh, there's some states you like, some states you don't, because some states um, have what they call judicial foreclosures, right? And some states are non judicial, which are faster. Um, you want to? Can you explain a little bit of those? Sure. So that the, the we we, do, we play in the judicial states. And, be, and we're subjected to the, the court procedures and timeframes because we get better discounts. So you're gonna if you want to be if you want to pay if you want to get fast if you want to, to pay for if you want to experience fast time you got to pay higher prices. So the West Coast, Texas, etc. You're gonna see higher pricing because the time frame is much shorter. So we're okay. We're getting with the better with the better discounts we get. Uh, balance against the, the time frames we're dealing with because we can manage those time frames as well. We're experiencing them. We know what we're up against. We know what the relative time frames are. We're also buying stuff from time to time where the foreclosures already started. So, we, so sometimes we're almost at the finish line anyway. And why are these uh, sellers selling while they're already in foreclosure, especially if they've already started it? Well, typically we're buying from you know hedge funds and the hedge funds are buying large tranches of many loans and um, they can't really, you know, pick on a loan by loan basis as to what they're taking. And so when, 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 and of course, when you're analyzing all these deals, they have to use, you know, algorithms and, uh, you know, different tools at their disposal to figure out the value of these properties. Well, they need, they have a need to pay interest. They have a need to generate capital. So they can't keep everything on the books. So they'll wind up selling off, you know, what they feel to be for them, perhaps lesser opportunities or a way for them to uh, raise capital. So that that would be one reason. Yeah. Can we back up back up for just a minute? Uh, so the hedge funds, are, they're buying the loans from banks, aren't they? 
Well, they're buying them from either other hedge funds, or if they're large enough, they're buying directly from Freddie Mac or Fannie Mae. Okay, and both performing and non-performing? Both, yes. Okay, so they're buying like a big portfolio, and it may include some some dogs or some really good ones or ones that were good and maybe started to turn sour. Okay, um, and so you guys are, are being presented with uh, loans, in this case, non-performing ones, uh, that they want to get off their books. That's right? correct. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so how how do you guys go through the analysis of? Because obviously, it's not a simple game, or else everybody would be doing it. Right? <laughs> well, we look at we look at each opportunity as like multiple exits. So we we've counted as many as well, over twenty exits. Now, there's probably seven or eight core exits. You know, we, we can we can turn a loan from non-performing to performing, right? Okay. So that's one. We can um, get paid off at auction. That's two. Um, if we don't get paid off at auction, we get the asset. Well, what can you do with the asset when you own an asset? Well, we can turn it into a rental property. We can sell or finance it to somebody. We can fix and flip it. We can hold it as a long-term rental. We can turn it into, um, you know, like an Airbnb or an overnight rental. So we have all those options that are open to us. So our models account for all of that. When we bring in the information that we get from the, the hedge funds, we plow through literally hundreds of loans and we're able to identify the ones that, you know, meet our buy box and look profitable to us. And um, let's see when you, so how, um, how often do you uh, keep it for long-term rental versus rehabbing it and selling it? You know, do you have any kind of metrics on that? Um, I'm kind of a long-term buy and hold guy. I don't like to sell what I own that often, um, especially if it's cash flowing nicely and we're in a, um, a market like we're in now where the, uh, you know, owning hard assets is really ideal under inflationary times. So, you know, I think right now we'd be looking to keep what we have. Um, we do have rentals that we're selling, but for other reasons, not, not because of price. So I, I think Jay and I tend to be very opportunistic in everything we do. We don't really have a set rule around okay. that. So if it's cash flowing nicely and we like it, we'll keep it. If yeah. some other opportunity comes up or something happens, then we might sell Well, it. if you're not desperate sellers, then you can pick and choose what, when the, it's an opportune time. If it's kind of hit its plateau for a while, maybe it's time to sell. Or if it's got a lot of room to grow, and then you, then you keep it, yeah, yeah. Because can, like Connecticut, um, that's like California from the standpoint; it's got very high taxes. Mm-hmm. But like you said, a lot of people from New York, it's a it's a good it's not that far commute really. Um, right. You know, and Connecticut's beautiful. I mean, I've, I've been there before. Like it's so funny. Many many years ago, I was there. Look, I was uh, visiting some property that we were cross collateralized on, and there was a place called new canaan i had never heard of it <laughs> I went there and i had i such and it's different than new haven connecticut right so it's called new canaan and i'm thinking you know this is kind of fun i'll just sort of you know i have a few, a few minutes i'm gonna uh, there's a real estate office i'll figure i'll kind of look at some of the brochures and son of a gun if the prices were not similar to the bay area Oh, yeah, Greenwich, Canaan, and Darien will be very yeah. equal to your highest real estate in every part of the United States. Yeah, I mean, it's, but again, you know, unless you know the, the area. So, how do you guys do? You guys feel comfortable 
well, you've been in 33 states now. So um, have you had uh, really, well, you know what? We're going to cut to a break here really soon. When I come back, I want to hear some uh, great stories, home runs, and I want to hear some horror stories. And then we're going to give the audience a chance to get in touch with you uh, in case they want to learn more because you, you are looking for uh, investors in, in some of your deals. All right. So we're talking about the movie Jaws. This is the original one. Who played Hooper, the marine biologist in the movie Jaws? Call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate. Again, who's the, uh, which is, by the way, worth over $100. Um, trivia question number two is who played Hooper, the marine biologist in the movie Jaws? All right, stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, along with my special guests, J. Tannenbaum and Sadie Gershberg. Uh, second trivia question, who played Hooper in the, the marine biologist in the movie Jaws? I'm going to have to go with Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus, that's right. Very good. All right, you guys, two for two. All right, so um, first of all, before I forget, if we have people in the audience who are interested in I guess, teaming up with you, so to speak, because there are opportunities that you're going to allow people to invest with you um, to potentially profit in some of these basically turnarounds, I guess you, is, is a good way to do it. How would people get a hold of you? And then we want to hear some, some stories. Um, well, they could um, find us on the web at www.scottsdalerei.com. Um, that's our main website, and we have a uh, you know contact form, so that's very easy. Um, should we give out our emails as well? So it's SETI at Scottsdale REI, S-E-T-I at Scottsdale REI, and J is J at Scottsdale REI. And, and that's because you're in Arizona, right? That is correct. We're we're yeah. I'm I am talking to you from Scottsdale right now. Okay, perfect. It's so funny. I'm just thinking about how when daylight savings time is in Arizona, it doesn't play along with uh, daylight savings time, do they? No, it doesn't. No. So sometimes, sometimes we're an hour behind you and sometimes we're exactly the same. Okay. All right. So uh, give us, uh, give us some horror stories and give us some uh, uh, home runs. Good. Because uh, you got to figure that well, the every deal is going to work out perfectly. Right. And they don't. No, they don't. it doesn't. It, okay. They don't. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily call them horror stories. Just okay. not worked out like they expected. All right. Uh, but what, Sadie, what is the horror story we have? Um, or just something that didn't work out. You know, like you said, if, you, if you've never done anything where you've lost money, that would be a horror story. Then, you know, maybe there's ones that, what, took too long or too much, too, too much money to well, rehab. We've experienced a lot of delays recently, but we kind of pulled a rabbit out of the hat. One that comes to mind in uh, Fall River, Massachusetts, where uh, we originally thought we would just have to do a, a lipstick renovation on this property. 
And um, as it turns out, we had to put a lot more money into it, um, but the, the value of the house had gone up also. So it's somewhat offset, um, but the renovation quotes that we were getting were just astronomical. And we've literally been working on it for months. And we finally, you know, I, I, I have a, a personal friend who's a contractor who lives in New Jersey. He's a project manager. And he took his team up there and they're going to do the job and they're able to do it for at the price we need. So that's like pulling it out, pulling a rabbit out of the hat. But that was very stressful for a while because if we did not find that, that would have been probably a break even or yeah, it's just eating your profits on that all right but um, it, it'll be a good deal because we were able to do that it, but it doesn't always happen jay i'm trying to think of some real disasters but the only ones i can think of come off of the harbor portfolio and those are very low value assets so we right uh, well, okay you know what you're right okay so i got a disaster but but a very a very minimal hit disaster but before we get to there you also uh, Jackson Hill, Connecticut, uh, or, or uh, Sharon, sure. Connecticut, yeah. um, was also. We met. Uh, we were at an IMN conference in November here locally in Scottsdale, and I met with a couple guys that were from Connecticut, and they turned out to be our realtor, and they're coordinating the GC and the project we have up there. We spent a lot of time trying to figure out what we we're going to do, how we we're going to do it. We've got a, we had an easement issue with a, with a neighbor next door. And now that's going to turn out to be, you know, the rehab, we got the budget down to where we needed to be. Actually, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do really well with that one. Um, but no, so um, now that you mentioned the Harvard portfolio, so just give you a little background. Um, Seti and I's very first, because I've been a real estate investor in the North, in the note space since 2013. And Seti and I met in the summer of 2017. And in the fall of 2018, we purchased our first, portfolio together which kicked off scottsdale rei well i joined scottsdale rei at that time it was said he's already said his company to kick off our uh partnership and we bought a pool of 21 seller finance notes hmm. for a grand total of eighty five thousand dollars <laughs> now the, the history that you can't go you can't go wrong ish i mean i, I knew this sure. hedge fund for several years I bought about 150 assets from them in the course of my career. They, this was the final 50 assets that they were liquidating, and um, uh, so you know you got to you got to you know really you know know what you're getting. Going, this is the last of the last of the left, and these are not nice houses. Yeah. You know, the, the backstory is Fannie and Freddie foreclosed on these houses in 2010, 2011. They didn't do a lick of rehab of, of clean out or they clean them out and gave them to this hedge fund. It bought a ton of this stuff in 2010, 2011. All they did is put a sign on the yard, $300 down, $300 a month. Here, here, take this house. It may not have a roof. It may not have hot water, whatever. It's your house. Um, <laughs> and so you can imagine the condition and the areas of these houses. Sure. But one of Seti's favorite properties in this portfolio is a place in Chicago on the south side. And we only bought it for $9,000. And we still have it. And recently... Uh, I got a video from, we're going to sell our finances to the occupant. We, our bar, we, 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 for, we foreclose on the borrower who doesn't understand what the term foreclosure and get out means. He's kept his stuff in the basement. He's flaunted, again, Illinois being love, hate. He's flaunted the process. 
we, he, he, he didn't own the property and yet he got a tenant to put a renter in there and took her for $1,500 deposit and $900 a month rent skimming, which he rent skimmed before that, before he got the property back from him. And, uh, and now he's throwing Molotov cocktails in the windows and our tenant, uh, sent me a video the other day where we all you're hearing is gunfire. But now, unfortunately with the Molotov cocktail, um, tenant was too astute. She ran outside and went to the snow and ran back inside and put the fire out without with minimal damage. Huh. Now, I would have loved for her to just left the house and let it burn down. And the insurance would have covered our, would have, would have made us whole. <laughs> hey, Jay, Jay, hold, hold on, hold on. We have one more fast break on this. Hold on a second. Okay. Uh, in the, in the movie uh, Jaws 2, how did Chief Brody kill the shark? That's our trivia question. All right. Call 888-912-1190. First caller with correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate worth over $100 in the movie Jaws 2, How to Chief Brody Kill the Shark. All right, stay with us. Best of investing. We'll be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM. The answer. Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, along with my special guests, Seti Gersberg and Jay Tannenbaum. Uh, guys, in the uh, movie Jaws 2, how did Chief Brody kill that shark? I never saw the movie. I'm going to have to say I it has something to do remember. with electricity. Yes, that's right. He had there was a, an underground or underwater uh, electrical thing, and he picked it up, and the shark bit it and got electrocuted and exploded. <laughs> Maybe I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> kind of fun, though. You know, got got to be in the end of the Jaws movies to, to get that. So, um, Jay, you were finishing up the story about uh, the, how the the snow was able to put out the Molotov. Yeah, the snow put out the fire instead instead, instead of letting it burn down, we would have gotten the insurance money. Which I've yeah. done in, in the past. In fact, I've done that in Chicago before, where I made, where the insurance claim. Well, you uh, didn't do it. You had it done to you. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I know. I know. I know. I know. All right. Give us a give us a, 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 a like a home run type story, and then let's uh, tell the audience like what they could expect if they're interested in calling you. What what you guys can offer. Oh, well, let, let's You're do the whole the we've got, we, we're, we're closing in one month on a property called uh, 22 Glen Ridge in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, this one is not a note. We, you know, we talked about building teams. We have a great uh, uh, individual in Pittsburgh who is a realtor, a general contractor, a property manager. We've purchased a multifamily through her. We've done over 10 deals with her. She came to us and said, hey, got this great old house, needs a ton of work. Um, it's going to be at least 150K in renovation, um, but it's in a really nice established um, older neighborhood. And I'm sure I can find a buyer for you at this price, which was something like 725. And, and how so, much, how much, now 150 was going to be. I think we bought it for three, was it 350, Jay? We bought it uh, something like that. Okay, so you bought it for three fifty. Like three fifty, put in one hundred and fifty, sold for seventy five. We're going to net one hundred and twenty k on this oh. one. So I think that's a that, that's a home run. And uh, we bought it for we bought it for three we bought it for three ninety five and we sold it for seven and a quarter. Yeah. Okay. 
There you go. Right. And um, so that one's closing in a month. And she did find, we didn't do anything. We just sent her money. She did all the work. You know, of course, we have conversations with her regularly and make sure she's doing, you know, following up. But, you know, it was, you know, it's just easy, right? The amount of time I put into that entire deal, probably under 10 hours. And then uh, do you have, like, I mean, her, you've done deals with her, so you trust her and all that. For other deals where you have to do renovations out of state, uh, do you, you have boots on the ground? They constantly are in contact with you, sending you pictures of the remodel and suggestions that the contractor's making? That's what you know, we, we like to do it with our contract, like about a once a month update. Um, you know, people want weekly photos. It's like overbearing to a lot of contractors to do, to ask, make that request. If, you, if, if you're constantly bothering them, you're going to make a bad relationship. Yeah. You want, you want them to go, um, out of the way for you. You want them to bend over and, you know, go the extra mile. So if you're constantly bugging them for things, you got to give them, you know, some, some rope. That being said, when you, you need to get your photos, you need to get your videos. We do live video walkthroughs so yeah. we can see what's going on and we can have conversations. So usually every month is, is pretty good. If, if something that comes up like a milestone, obviously we're talking with these people all the time, kind of know what's going on. So well, especially if they, you know, go do some investigation, like, gee, we didn't know we had dry rot or something, you know, you got to make a decision. So now if, uh, for the audience who's listening, uh, what kind of opportunities are they, are, are there for, for people who are listening to the show right now? So we do uh, both syndications and JVs. Okay. What we typically look for these days is what we call gap funding. So we have um, institutional funders who provide, um, approximately 85% of all the funding that we need um, for our deals. And then we uh, try to bring the other 15% uh, to the table through our investors. And then for that, they get a percentage payout. Um, and that is a percentage of profit. And we've ranged anywhere on our deals now from 25 to 40%. It's on a deal-by-deal -deal basis, depending on how much profit is in the deal but it's usually a, better, a greater percentage than the amount that they put in. Well, wow. and, and how long does the deal uh, from start to finish when someone invests generally for that gap funding? <laughs> be, pa be patient. Yeah, <laughs> be patient. Um, so our, our typical deals are anywhere from you know, six months uh, to 18 months. Gotcha. Um, some of the ones that we think will take six months may take 18 months. Gotcha. So we try to give, you know, a, a year to 18 month time horizon on most, de most deals, even if we think we can close earlier, because things change. We're dealing with yeah. legal process. We're dealing with delays. Uh, we just had a, um, a homeowner who was supposed to vacate March 1st, and he filed some uh, complaint on March 1st. And um, now we have to wait an extra month before he can be evicted. Gotcha. So, yeah, yeah that's how to deal with that too. It's a hassle, but as long as they don't destroy the property, it's just, you know, a little bit of extra time. So if, right. so, so when you. And like, and like, the, and like the other thing is like, for example, the one in Hawaii, um, we, we bought the note in April. It went to sale in June, but because of the court delays, because of COVID wanting an in-person hearing, the, the, the court confirmation hearing wasn't where that approved the sale didn't happen until January. And so now it's going to take us about another 60 days from January to get paid. So it was a good result, but we're still waiting to get paid. Gotcha. And then, so if, uh, as said, you had said about like anywhere from let's say 25 to 
is that from start to finish or is that an annual basis? You know what I mean? No, that's just start to finish. So, you know, for example, if if, if you got paid 25% return in six months, it's a 50% annualized return. Okay. And if it took 18 months, you'd still get 25%. You'd still get twenty five. Okay, gotcha. Now your annualized return goes to what fifteen percent something. Something like that. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. No. That's hard. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. Well, in our community, it is. We yeah. have a terrible. We, we have this, you know, this platform, this educational platform. We're plugged into a community where we uh, uh, do masterminds, and there's over eight hundred members. Um, and these guys, if you present them a deal that pays fifteen percent, they're they're walking away. They don't want. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, those greedy, greedy guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I remember going to a couple of uh, uh, family office type meetings. And yeah, some of these guys are like, yeah, don't even present anything to me unless I'm going to earn, you know, mid double digits at least. Yeah. And it's like, gosh, where, where are you getting that? Well, you know, it'd be deals like this. Um, so the thing I've, I found, found very interesting is that, you know, you guys have these pretty sophisticated spreadsheets where, you know, you've done some pretty good analysis on, uh, you know, the cost, the acquisition cost, and then the, well, what if this, what if, you know, uh, low, medium, and high, because you, you have, you have choices as to what kind of rehab you want to put in uh, compared to what you expect the, the value. I mean, you don't want to trade dollars, you know, you don't want put in an extra hundred thousand just to get a hundred thousand dollars back. You know, it doesn't, doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah. We're constantly balancing off, you know, for example, where we set the bid at the auction and we look at those annualized returns, you know, if we're able to, let's say make $50,000 in six months and let's, if, if we wound up taking possession of the property and then doing a flip on it and it took another six months and we only got $90,000, is it really worth it? Exactly. You know, we'll do the analysis to figure it out and then go that way. Gotcha. All right, guys, stay with us. Uh, we're going to have one more segment. Um, don't touch that dial. Best of investing. We'll be back with some closing comments. Listening to the best of investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my special guests, Seti Gershberg and Jay Tannenbaum. So, we didn't have a trivia question, but um, guys, you know, it's just uh, reading before a couple of days ago, you know, regarding Putin and uh, Ukraine and all that. And uh, this is what happens when you live in uh, uh, a communist, socialist type uh, atmosphere. Apparently, Putin, uh, well, you know, the rubles is just getting decimated, right? The stock market, they had to, you know, put it on hold for a couple of days. So Putin apparently was making businesses sell inventory to make them purchase rubles to prop up the price. Do you hear about that? Is that incredible or what? (laughs) wow imagine if our government said that said you know guys yeah we got to prop up the dollars so you got to sell your inventory just to and then i mean it's one thing to sell your inventory to at whatever price you can do it and then to say now you got to buy an asset that's going down in value i mean that's just crazy so um getting sort of along this line with the craziness that's going on in the world today how do you see your business model 
Uh, is it going to be changing? Are you concerned? Are you, are, is there any pivoting you're expecting? Um, for me, and Jay, you can answer what you, what you believe. We really haven't had this conversation between the two of us, but um, I don't believe what's happening in Ukraine is really going to affect uh, the U.S. in terms of housing prices um, or supply of uh, uh, non-performing loans. You know, non any type of lending institution, whether it's a credit card or a bank, you know, they, they deal with a certain percentage of borrowers who default. It's just yeah. like mathematical formula. It's the same amount every year. COVID interrupted it a little bit, but it'll go back to the normal amount. So I'm not sure how um, what's going on over there is really what would impact our markets unless it's somehow, you know, affected the stock market and affected um, housing price. But I, I don't see where that happens. Well, you're because you are in a, a very specialized, you know, you're not building brand new houses. You know, you're, you're buying, I don't want to say, they're not necessarily distressed deals per se. I mean, they're distressed loans, but they may not be distressed houses. They could be, True. but they don't they have to be. But they don't have to be. Yeah, we, we actually right. have a note in New Canaan, Connecticut. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. We paid uh, over a million dollars for the note. Okay. I think the place could be worth, you know, five or six million. Wow. And, you know. That that that's not a distressed property. <laughs> no, uh, exactly, exactly. How how much is the loan balance on that one? I think over two. Uh, one point nine. One point nine. I think. One point nine. Wow, and they're they're willing to sell it for a million. They did. We, yeah. we bought it for a well, million. He, he he's he's challenging it a little bit. So I mean, you know, you you pick you pick your poison. I mean, like I said, when you're patient and time and, and time is what it is. You know, we're going to prevail when you're doing when you're buying distressed mortgage notes. They take it through foreclosure. The borrowers can get savvy attorneys and figure out how to stall, but they can't win. Sure. But as long as the right. note's perfected, you're not going to exactly. But a savvy attorney, you know, starts stalling that you know the mortgage wasn't wasn't correct, but it is right. Versus yeah. that there is a defect. If there's a defect in the mortgage itself, we figured that out on diligence. We never would have bought it, and, th and that does happen. Um, going back to, to what uh, the question you asked and, and, and said he responded was, we sit in a, in, a, in, a, in a nice place, right? Right now, because of the real estate market and appreciation of housing, you know, the notes that we're looking to buy, the pricing that we're going to buy at has gone up a little bit. Now, if the market was to change, eventually the, mar the value of the distressed mortgage note that, 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 we're, trying, that, we're, that we're seeking is to buy – would, would reduce its value as well. We'd be buying it cheaper. We're already buying it yeah. at a discount. That's right. The discount would become greater if the market, if the appreciate the property values go down. Gotcha. Hey guys, I tell you, it's been fun. Believe it. This is a very, very short segment. So guys, thank you very much. Jay Tanner Bauer, Teddy Gersberg. So here's our thoughts for the day. So my kid swallowed a real roll of film the other day and I asked the doctor, well, what should we do? And he said, wait, let's see if anything develops. And then people say nothing is impossible. But I say, hey, I do nothing every day. All right. Tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown. We're wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. 
or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on 860 AM. The answer. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast.